Welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kevin. It's Saturday night. Woo-hoo! I'm Wednesday. We've got beers in. Yes. Going out. I need to drown my sorrows. I've just come back from a Sydney Swans game. Uh, they got beat by Carlton by um, seven points. And the Carlton are at the bottom of the leaderboard. So Ooh. that's really pants. It's freezing in Sydney. So when it you sent really me that cold. picture, I was like, oh, it must be Baltic in that stadium. Yeah. It's so, like 10 degrees here now. It's yeah, been it's a cold. really cold, and windy... And there's a real wind chill factor. Yeah. So, AFL. Why? Great game. It's not. You didn't pay attention at the last game. <laughs> you need to come back to another one. You've been trying to convince me to come back for a while, it's fun. actually. It's a really good game when you get to know it. I don't like your seats. They're too, too low. I'm in another right stand on now. Ground I'm level. in another stand now. Oh, you moved? Different. Maybe I'll come back. Yeah. All right, so this is episode 28. Number 24, Cooler Shaker K. I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> you will have a oh, lot I to do. say. <laughs> um, Twitter and Facebook, we're at Britpop Banter, and email us BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Questions, uh, ratings are welcome. Send us your guilty pleasure. And if you want a list of all the albums we're covering, email us that too. All convictions expressed on this podcast are yes. 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. If they have any talent. <laughs> Come on now. And sometimes touch and go. You are shocking. Last week, garbage. Yeah, garbage what do you think? What do you I think? garbage. I liked that episode. Yeah. It was close to two hours. We didn't get as much abuse about garbage as I thought we would. No, it went down really well. Numbers were good on that, so I'm happy about that. Um, when I got home and started editing, I'm like, ah, hold on, this is this is an hour 55 minutes, our second longest episode. Really? Didn't feel like that. Tons of tangents. It was, well, I didn't, I thought we stayed on point and heaps of people were like, ah, that was random. And also you? Kev. Yeah. What? I, so many people. I didn't sound, yeah. I sound, like, think I sounded that bad. Yeah. Was I rough? People didn't see you. I mean, imagine that. <laughs> I had to look at you. Well, we got two beers each in front of us. Lucky we're not doing it tomorrow. No. Otherwise, it could be a bit rough. Uh, what have we got on tonight? Why are we doing it? We're going to see um, Kyle Faulkner. Are you excited about that? Because uh, you're, you're a bit on and off with him. Well, I listened to it again today. The, the album? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> no? No. Oh. Oh, no. He does a couple of good covers, so I hope he does that. Because he's released. Oh his, yeah, like, what's love got to do with it? I listened yeah, to it. Yeah, he listened, and he did. He's done um, four seasons in one day, crowded house, mm. and then he did something else, and that actually better than his own. Stop it, you! Song. Stop it! Did you see what time he's on at? Five past ten. Don't be old. Are we seeing it's Sasha or are we seeing Cal Faulkner? I, I mean, ten o'clock at night. It'll be nice because live music's always fun, and it's a small place. It's a really small venue, yeah. Um, and it's a Saturday night. I know. How so often do me and you get to go out on a Saturday night? So it's not... Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I think if it was like a Tuesday night oh, yeah. and after I'd be not... Yeah. Uh, no. Because I'm going to be eight beers in. To eight? be honest, it could eight? be your granny singing to me and I'll probably enjoy it. <laughs> so it's not going to make a difference. All right. Uh, shall we talk about your poll? What happened? It wasn't my poll. Was it my poll? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was my poll. I ran it past you to make sure you were happy with it because, you know, you're better at polls than me. Yes. And uh, it was Cooler Shaker. Yeah, awesome band. Or no, just no. Team I Kev, am so... Team Kev, Team Les. Team Kev, Team Kev won. I text you saying, 
this will be the first poll you'll win. Because I actually thought this would be a landslide. I thought this would be like a 70-30. There's two votes in it. You won 52% to 44%. Win's a win. There is 44% of people in out there think exactly the same as me. Very polarising bad. Like, I mean... Yeah. What does that do you? We talked about it. We said they're a bit like Marmite, Vegemite. You either like them or you just really dislike them. And I think judging some of the comments as well has been pretty brutal about Cooler Shaker. I've made some new friends. <laughs> um, all right. So divine comedy is something we talked about on the garbage episode. And thank you to, to our boy Steve who came through with one hell of a review. Because you said, you put it out there, if I'm missing something on this album, come back and tell me what it was. Yeah. You gave it. One out of ten, and I gave it three out of ten, okay? So, Steve took it upon himself to write one hell of a review, and it was very detailed, very thorough, so thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm going to read two. I'm going to read the intro and the the last paragraph from Steve's review, all right? Opening with a fun, quirky number, Hannon has created another masterpiece album. 30 years into a career of irony, sarcasm, and witty observations... The opening track, Hugh Jumper, takes us hurtling into the office environment into a worker willing to do a thing, to do anything to get the top, to, to do a thing to get to the top, no red lights to hold him back, striving to be above everyone no matter what it takes. The electronic accompaniment encapsulates the buzz of the office. Office politics, another witty piece of writing, takes us into the lives of Norma and Norman as they strive to rediscover their romance after years of working life. Right, so that's just the, the first couple of songs. Your thoughts on the, the first couple of songs, which I quite liked. I quite liked the first couple of songs. Yeah, I hated them. <laughs> um, did that, did that, reading that really long, detailed review, did it make you pause and think, mm. No. So, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I completely, like... He should write reviews. It was Ooh. an excellent review, very well written. Oh, that's and why. the time and effort it, he took to do that, I really appreciate it. The diff- the point is, and I'll stick by it, and I did ask, I went back to him and asked him. The point is, you can be as witty as all hell, and you can be ironic, and you can have satire, and you can have all of the above. Mm-hmm. But if it's my eardrums are bleeding, <laughs> it makes no difference. So the point for me is, when you listen to music, I don't need you to be, oh, that's very Clever. satirical. I think I'm going to pause for a thought here. No, it's music. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's melodic and you've got satire, brilliant, because then it's the whole package. Yeah. But just being annoying, and it's not musically, because it's not musically great. You don't go, oh, well, that's a great guitar riff, or that's a lovely beat. Or that drummer's on fire. Mm. It's like, I don't know what that monotonous noise is. And why is somebody jumping a queue? Is he five years old? So, as much as I really love that review, and I do understand, like, I'm not a complete moron, I actually do understand the irony and the thought process behind the songs. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's not music, it's not enjoyable to listen to. It's not music. I'm not going to go, oh, pop that on, cup of tea. Isn't that really nice in the background? No. It's okay. Let me let me wrap it up with the last last paragraph. 
Divine Comedy has given us a masterclass in the study of a working man-woman's place in a modern world as we hand over more and more responsibilities to the machines, all encompassed in wonderful, catchy melodies and moments of almost cinematic genius. There's that word again. A modern-day soap opera. Did you see what he gave it? Remember? Eight and a half Eight out and of a ten. half out of ten, mate. Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. I'd, the fact I, I've, you know what? He's got his convictions around this album Good and the you. Divine Comedy and very well written, mate. And seriously, you need to need to have your own blog because it was brilliant. But you didn't change my mind. But thanks for trying. <laughs> Steve, now you know how I feel. You never, <laughs> ever change Leslie's mind. All right, we've been asking for a couple of stories from everyone in terms of if they... Any stories around gigs or, or uh, meeting uh, famous celebs and stuff like that. We got a story from Isabel. Um, aka Titanium Girl on Twitter who has just smashed through our sort of episodes uh, yeah superhuman effort I, I mean just insane just every day chipping away at them um, anyway she wrote to us about a week before I last saw the charlatans I tweeted Tim Burgess asking him if he could sign my charlatans band's FC postcard pause do you know what band's FC are? yeah have we seen them? pretty cool they are cool did you see what she tried to tweet us this morning? Oh dear. Bless her. She picked up a uh, suede Bands FC pit badge and was like, oh, they've still got them on sale. I was like, mm, not for us. Not for us. Not for us. We'll let that yeah, stay on. You keep that one. You see her. Uh, so Tim said he was DJing at the Deaf Institute in Manchester. So me, Deaf Institute, it's a nightclub. Didn't realise that. You, you didn't actually think it was an institute for the day. I, I had a bit of a blonde moment there. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. It's not really like you. We're moving on. We're moving on, right? Why Move- would you tell me that? Because it's funny. I don't know. Because I sort of went... I paused a minute and I thought about it and I went... Uh... Well, what's the point of that, mate? Well, I, and then I googled it. Because I was going to go back with a couple of questions. And then I googled it and I went... Oh, now I get it. Anyway, back to the story. Uh, so he was DJing at the Institute Bubba after the show and said if I brought it along he'd gl- gladly sign it I looked up the venue and it wasn't wheelchair accessible so a couple of days before I went to Manchester I tweeted to see if there's any alternatives Bands FC said they'd sort it out so on the night of the show Bands FC took my postcard and when I got it back I saw the whole band had signed it that's oh, awesome. that's lovely really really nice um, Bands FC so I had a look at their website they've got some cool stuff I really want them to start using the logos that they've got into more clothing because they're brilliant. Like I was like, ah, I can't wait to look for a Manson t-shirt with a logo. They just stick to sort of flags and, and badges at the moment. Very, very cool. Cool. Um, Rolling Stones. Ready to get back into this one? Yeah. <laughs> um, just going back to Titanium. Go. Thank you so much for your support, by the way. It's been awesome hearing from you on every episode. Um, Number 80, remember we got to Elvis Costello? Mm-hmm. Number 79, the four tops. Oh, I love four tops. Yeah, talk Motown. to me about... Yeah, there's a lot of Motown, right? Well, that bit, what does that tell you? It's quite popular. Do you like Motown? Uh, I don't think it's a genre I've ever... It, to be honest, if you put it on, I'd like it. Okay. But... I'll put it on after this. In preparation for Cal Faulkner. Bit of Motown. Get us in the mood. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Um, number 78, the Stooges? Yeah. No, you're not, you wouldn't like them. What's that? It's a bit... Um, it's really hard to explain. I mean, it, 
No. I can't really give you a lot of information <laughs> on them apart from the fact I only know a couple of songs and I don't. Okay, number 77, The Beastie Boys. Oof, do you like them? Number 77, though. That's a bit rough. The fact they make it in the top 100. <laughs> no, not because I don't like them, but this is best artist of all time. That's mm. a big... Yeah, okay. And if I think about some of the bands and artists that they've been in, what's, why, what's your thoughts on the Beastie Boys? Um, I really hate You've Got to Fight for Your Right. It's, it's well, it's yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, okay. It's not my favourite. Sabotage is amazing. Brilliant. I do like them. It's not really my thing. Okay. It's a bit, you know, noisy, but... A bit noisy? Yeah, just... Uh, okay. Not very melodic... That, yeah, but Fight For You, right? I can't. I yeah, reckon it's I'm one of my least favourite songs of all yeah, time. Yeah, I'm with you. Up there we'll go Vinda, but we'll come to that. Don't even. Number 76, The Shirelles? Mm. No. Same with Motown. It does, doesn't it? 75, The Eagles. I absolutely love The Eagles. I saw them live in um, Hamden. What? Was it Murrayfield? Why do you like The Eagles? Was it Murrayfield or Hamden? Oh, I don't think people care. I want to say Hamden. <laughs> but it was maybe Murrayfield Was it Murrayfield or was it Hamden? Hmm Anyway It was one of them There was grown the, the Eagles are at, oh, One of the most talented bands of all time If you can find me A better Well you, I know one actually That's a silly thing to say One of the best guitar solos of all time Is Hotel California I just can't It's, it's the most overplayed song in human history that's it, the it worst does, thing you've ever It said. does nothing for me, that song. Absolutely nothing. Have you listened to the guitar solo? A, th- a million times. Um, it's on every... Johnny come lately, there's a new kid in town. See, I'd like to hear that, because it's on different. It's amazing. Lion Eyes, Take It to Limit. Anything else, apart I from love Hotel the California. Dad got me into the Eagles. Loves the Eagles. Does he? Loves them. That's not an ab workout, is it? Eagle doing it to the Eagles. No, I think he likes to probably used to do weights to that. He'd probably plank, wouldn't he? He'd plank yeah, he'd to the plank Eagles. To Eagles. Um, I absolutely love the Eagles. Saw them live, and it was just because they're just such talented musicians. Like absolute. Oh, okay. They came here just recently, and I was thinking about it, but it was so expensive, and I don't know. That's not like, like you. Where were they, where were they playing? Opera House, probably. No, it was um, concert. Uh, arena, sorry. Yeah, it was an arena. I don't okay. know which one. It's the okay. same thing as like Fleetwood Mac. Like I'd seen them once and it's expensive. Do you go again? But I put them in that okay. talent bracket. But I love, I absolutely love the Eagles. Oh, okay. Number 74, Hank Williams. Oh. No thoughts on Hank. No. Number 73, Radiohead. 73. Let me stop you there. Do you think you're going to see a Blur or Oasis in this chart? Yes. Do you th- okay, both bands you think will be in there? Not Blur. You don't think Blur will be oh, in maybe. here at all? Where do you think Oasis will be if they're in this? Oh. Remember, this is Rolling Stone. Okay, so top 30. You reckon Oasis is going to be in top 30? Yeah. I think you're dreaming. I think I'll burn the Rolling Stone magazine that this is in. <laughs> Number 72, ACDC. Akadaka. I hate. Do you hate Akadaka? It's so annoying. It gets played all the time. Thunderstruck. It's like the only thing Australia's done. It's like that's all they've got. 
And it's so... I'll give you an example. At the Swans games, mm. what they do at half-time is they have, like, player's choice, and they put it on the scoreboard, and the players will put a, pick a song, and then you've got a text vote for your favourite song, and then they'll play it. Oh. I swear, every single week. <laughs> in excess. <laughs> ACDC. In excess. ACDC. <laughs> Do you have any other bands? Jimmy Barnes. Midnight Oil. Midnight. And you're like, hello, I'm sure there are other songs. In the so last 10 years. I just, I'm not a fan of ACDC at all. I okay. don't really like them. Okay. Do you? Uh, I don't know most of the work, to be honest. It's just pub music, isn't it? It is. It's barbecue music. Yeah, it's Aussie pub. It's very It's Aussie. a schooner of twoies and a bit of... Speaking about Australian acts... Tame Impala Yes Are massive right now Right We got asked a question about um, Do you think there's ever been a band since In Excess That has done so well Right And In Excess were a bit of an enigma They've done so well But right now I haven't seen a band do as well As Tame Impala For years Australian bands Um, It depends if you call I mean I know The Aussies claim Crowded House But they're technically Kiwi Kiwis because I'd say they're pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Um, but modern day. Modern. Now. Now. It's really weird because Australia has a presets? great... Presets? I don't think the presets got out of Australia. Okay. But I tell you now, Australia has a great music, great indie scene, but it's very Australian. Like, it's, it doesn't seem to get around the world much outside of this. Missy Higgins. Oh. <sighs> No, don't get me started on Missy Higgins and your love for her. Would I go see Missy Higgins with you? I don't like it anymore. What happened? Not producing some good music? Nah. I went to see her with you, didn't you? You yeah. dragged me to that concert. Well, I had come all the way from Scotland to see you, so I think it's the least you could have done. It was the most I've probably ever done, is go see Miggy, Missy Higgins with you. Would you do it again? No, no. <laughs> uh, number 71, Frank Zappa. See, Frank Zappa's an interesting one, right? Because it, I get the talent. There's a lot of these kind of musicians that you go, yeah, really talented. Mm. But I just don't, I don't enjoy it. Like, it's not okay. for me. But he is a bit of a legend. Okay, number 70, The Police. The Police. Now, do you know what makes me laugh about The Police? <laughs> Here we go. So the song, um, every, like, Every, every Breath You yeah, Take, yeah, yeah. right? The amount of people mm-hmm. who think yep. that that's a romantic song and they have it at their wedding, just please pause, listen to the lyrics and then come back again because it's a song about a stalker. There is nothing romantic about that. Oh. That's, that's literally restraining order territory. <laughs> that's not romantic. If anyone said to me, every step you take, every breath you take, I'll be watching you, I'd phone the police. Oh, yeah. Literally phone the police. <laughs> how do you know how many breaths I've taken? How do you know where my steps are? I'm phoning the police. Oh. Okay. Literally phoning the police, which is actually quite funny. Okay. Not them. Hey, Sting. <laughs> <laughs> it's too busy having tantric sex that yeah, goes for days and days and days, apparently. With Roxanne, because she's turned her light off. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into the homework? Because um, I'm gonna let loose about the homework. No, I can't wait for this. I'm I'm pumped for this. So we so a couple <laughs> of people came at us for the homework and went, wait a minute, that's that's not your usual. 
So Lewis Capaldi, we've done because of his biff with Noel, mm-hmm. and because look, he's he's very popular, mm-hmm. and Jerry Cinnamon because he's about a bit as well. So we kind of we did I'd never the... heard of him until you made me do this. Really? Yeah. Seriously, oh, he's quite. I'd heard of Lewis just because of the tiff. I hadn't. I didn't even know one of his songs until I did the thing. No way. No, I had no idea. All right. It's so not really sh- my thing. It's not really going to be on my radar, is it? No, not really. Oh, but don't you listen to top forty stuff? Like he gets no, played up. Never. There. No, never. I don't do radio. Oh, you know the ironic thing. I don't do podcasts anymore. I don't listen to. I don't have time. Do you have time to listen to anything else now? Um, Literally, it's homework. That's it. That's all I've got. That's all, week. all I listen to. Yeah, homework. Okay. Well, it depends. Sometimes, in the spirit of honesty, if it's crap, I listen to it once and. <laughs> Well, on, on, on the subject of crap, then. So, did you see the latest biff about? So, Lewis, did you see Lewis went to Noel Gallagher's concert last night? No. So, <laughs> so yes, big big day for news <clears> yesterday. <throat> Noel comes out, says that Scotland's a third world country. Oh. <laughs> his wife's from Edinburgh. I know his wife's got. But to be fair, I just think it's him being. It's just him being. He's really annoying me at the moment. Is he? Really annoying. Ooh. Like, just, just wind your neck in, because you just sound like a grumpy old man. He does sound like a grumpy old man at the moment. You know what I mean? And it reflects in your last album. You can't argue with, because what's Capaldi, about 23, 24? You can't and, argue. And they're not even, I'd understand if this, if Capa, if Lewis Capaldi was coming out singing songs of a, an Oasis ilk. No, nothing like it. Ever. But he's not. No. So, so, I don't know why you'd even worry about it. True, very true. I I really like Capaldi's sense of humour. I, I, I love and it. And his attitude. Yeah. So he was he was so basically last night he was at Noel Gallagher's gig with his daughter, who's a big fan of Capaldi, right? And is just stirring it all up. So they are they're filming themselves in front of Noel Gallagher, and Lewis is like, Dad, Dad, hey Dad, just the whole way through his gig. I mean, imagine being Noel, you don't like this twat, you've had enough of him, and he's in the crowd with your daughter shouting at you. Brilliant. Why is he with his daughter? Because his daughter likes him. It's not that way, but he likes, she likes Lewis. So Noel's daughter likes Lewis Capaldi's As music. a musician, yes. Wow. Yes. He must not be happy, man. And that's the joke, Dad, that they're together and it's just... He's so cheeky, it's brilliant. It's yeah, that's just, brilliant. But that's the problem, He's he's got a better sense of humour... He's better on social media. He's more. He's just more out there. Noel's never going to win this, so just ignore it. But do you actually think then, if that's the case, that this is maybe just a bit of a stunt, and maybe they genuinely like each other and are just getting each other in the media? Oh, that's a great call. I don't because know. why would he be? Because Noel would be like that to his daughter. You might like him, but you've not gone anywhere near him, pal. Like you're just not yeah, doing it. Okay. Maybe it's just a big farce, and we're all falling for it. Because I imagine Lewis Capaldi and Noel would probably get on because we've got similar senses of humour, lad about town. Yeah. Does Noel pump on his CD? No. But. I don't know. That's oh, a, I think I, you've just. I think I have. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Mind blown right now. Answers on a postcard. I want people's opinion on that. I reckon it could be that because it keeps them in the media. That's and true. If you're in Both the media, of them in the media, you're going to sell. Because look what's happened. They were in the media. Yeah. We reviewed the album. Yep. We're talking about it. We're talking about Capaldi now. Yeah, good point. Sucked in. You've done it. What a detective you are. Probably got the same PR person. I tell you what, you argue with him, we'll get you out. Say Scotland's a third world country, he'll get wound up about it. 
He'll come with your daughter, the whole thing will blow up. You'll sell a load of records, he'll sell a load of records. It's never out the news. Oh, oh you are a genius sometimes. Yeah, I am. Shall we get into these albums? Yes. All right, so which one do you want to do first, Jerry or Lewis? Jerry Lewis. Jerry, because um, I can't wait for you to talk to me about this. Jerry Cinnamon, erratic cinematic. Mm. Who is he? Mm. He's a Glaswegian singer. I mean, both Scottish this week. So Glaswegian singer, look, what's he sound like? He's very folky. He's, acoustic. He's just a guy with a guitar, right? He's just acoustic. Uh, the review of the album. This is uh, from the website Everything Flows Glasgow. Erratic cinematic captures a moment for cinnamon. The question is, what next? Is already on many people's list, lips. Uh, Jerry's Barrowland Ballroom in December sold out in a few hours. In fact, I heard he sold out the SECC all mm-hmm. by himself, right? Yeah. He certainly has more songs up his sleeve and the album highlights just what a talent he is with a pen and, with a pen and his voice. With no radio airplay, no booking agent, no record label, there is no problem for Jerry Cinnamon who's doing his thing in his way and people are loving loving it. It's a match made in heaven. Okay, Leslie. My voice is going for some crazy reason. Go on. So, his album was funded by Pledge Music. Yes, it was. Well done. Thank you. He basically started singing in an open mic night in Socky Hall Street in Glasgow. What I love about this, now I'm not the biggest fan of the album, so don't have a meltdown, but what I love about it is he's literally done this all by himself. Credit to him. And he's not trying to be anyone else. No. He's not got a big marketing campaign. No. He's just been writing these songs and they've they've obviously resonated in Scotland, as they would. Mm-hmm. I feel they've resonated in Scotland more, especially in Glasgow, because there's a big push right now mm. for... Scottish people are patriotic. Mm-hmm. And right now, I feel, politically... You've got Brexit, Scottish people are not happy, independence. Oh, you're tying this to politics. A little bit, because I think there's like a... Scottish people very much rally behind their own. Okay, yep, they do, that is very true. So, this fella's come out, knockabout guy, singing a couple of songs. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, they're not the worst songs. Very Scottish, so he's he's like... It's like the Proclaimers on steroids. Mm Mm-hmm. And... He's and he's made it big, and do you know what? I'm happy about that. I'm happy about it because it's nice to see sometimes that people get a break and a really over commercialized music industry. So that for me is a big tick. It made me laugh. Like the some of the songs they make you laugh. It's not amazing, and it's not probably my favorite album of our time on this podcast. But the song Belter, I can't. I, I just laugh. I love it. It's not musically great, and he bangs. I mean, but it's hilarious. And then I sing it all day. She's a Belter. Like I love it. Someone. And then you see him live. People go mad for they it. They go mad. So, a good. There are good songs. So good songs for me. The, sometimes is a good song. Belter is funny. Um, erratic cinematics a good song. Keysees or however you say that. That is brilliant. Um, and Diamonds in the Mud is good. Look, Lullaby is not great. Um, and there's another couple of ones that are probably not that great. But I... It was something different. It took me back to Scotland. It made me laugh. 
when I read about him, the fact, the story behind it and how he's just got big for, like, literally just having a crack, then I go, do you know what? That's actually a great story, fair play. Six and a half out of ten. What? Six and a half out of ten? Yeah, it was nearly a seven, but... You're going to give that a seven? Six and a half, but it was, you know, for effort. You can't give marks for effort. Well, I would give him a mark for sometimes. I'd give him a mark for so, Belter. Okay, I'd give two, him a erratic cinematic. Three. Casey's. Four. Diamond in the Sky. Five. What have you, you done? You didn't like that. You well, I said that. I like that. Five. It's a lullaby I don't like. Yep, five. And what have you done? So you're six out of ten based on the good songs. So I'd give him like I'd probably give him a five and a half for the songs mm. and then I'll give him a point for having a crack. Wow. I'm not going to go back and listen to it tons. But I reckon I'd put Belter on sometimes if I was had a few beers and I want to laugh. And I oh. guarantee you that I'm going to put that on tonight after Kyle Faulkner. God. Okay. It's not often. I, ca- I can't with this. I just can't. I'm it's sorry. Because you're the world's most unscottish Unscottish man ever. So, and you you're the second it. person to say that to me today. Like, oh, you're so unscottish. My argument is, no, 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 no. I, we're going to see Carol Faulkner tonight. Scottish. But you don't like him because he's Scottish. Pete you don't McLeod, like him because he's got cheesy music. Pete McLeod, Scottish. Right? Lewis Capaldi, Scottish. Right? Proclaimers. Sco- I take Proclaimers the- over Jerry Cinnamon. Would you really? Absolutely, 100%. Why? This music is busking and sucky Hall Street music at best. And I'm sorry. I... I don't laugh at me because you know I'm going to get in trouble. I knew this coming in. This is not funny. But I do absolutely 100% agree with you. Well done to the boy. Like, that that Glastonbury crowd, you saw that. They just went absolutely mental for him. And, like, obviously... How good is that? It's brilliant. Just everyone was so happy. And I just go, it's, it's brilliant. She's a builder. You can't not laugh at that. How can you not laugh at that? It's not for me. That's just not. No. It makes me genuinely... <laughs> Unhappy listening to that album. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm so sorry. So, um. <laughs> I knew you'd hate it. As soon as I heard Belter, I was like, that one, oh, Kev's gonna hate it. I hate it. So, uh. Alright, let's start with the good. Sometimes. Yeah, good song. Let's move on. Uh, Lullaby. Awful. Sounds yeah. like status quo. Yeah, awful. Uh. What have you done? Beltar is ridiculous. Erratic cinema- cinematic rubbish. It's Diamonds in the song. Mud, horrible. The problem I've got is two... Casey's is a great song. But I've got twofold, right? My mate, Jerry, loves a good whistle, right? Half his songs got whistling on it, right? Or... Wish, bet you wish you'd done your poll then. Or there's a la-la-la-da-da-dee instead of a line. Like, just, it's like, I don't know what to say now. I'll chuck in a la-la-la. It just quite like a la la la. It drove me bonkers this album, and I'm I'm really sorry. It's not often I say this, but if I look at my threes out of tens, the Sleafords, Divine Camp, Comedy, and Spiritualized, they all had songs I like. I didn't. I, I liked one song. Effort for trying. Two out of ten. Wow. I feel so bad. You should feel bad. I can't do it. I'm never. I actually. And I think there was a couple of people that talked to us about it that just, you know, and I'm definitely much, I'm not. It's just really nice to see you have convictions, though. 
Oh, Does that feel conf- good? Feels good. No, it feels terrible. Like, really? see, I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but that, I just, but at the end of the day, it's just, I just okay. This is another. This is another thing, right? You're sitting there loving this. I hate it. All right, here's another thing. If I look at the sleepers, to find them melodically, there's instruments. There's there's just a whole ensemble. It's just this different piece. This is just a guy with his guitar. And that's what's nice. It's just All basic. The it's stripped the back. Same. Shall we get into Lewis? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to edit the crap out of that. No, you're not, because I think it's good. That's the whole point of this. A review is a review. I can't believe you gave it six and a half out of ten. Because I didn't... Where's your convictions? All right, Lewis, what'd you do? So he is 22, we were talking about his age. Scottish, also from Glasgow. Divinely inspired to a hellish extent. (laughs) I tell you right now, no matter what you think about the album, he can sing. Oh, he can. His voice is stunning. And then I have my boy going, she's a belter. I love it. Like, this is honestly, this is this is the words to belter. She's a belter, different from the rest. Diamonds on her finger, she's always looks her best. She's a gangster. Brilliant. With a hundred mile stare. When she walks, her feet, then he touched the flare. Love it. <laughs> Love it. It's like it was written by your willy. <laughs> Alright, we're both going down on that ship with that comment. Alright, so, what do you think about Lewis Capaldi? I'm interested. Okay. Um, great voice. <laughs> talented. It's a bit Ed Sheeran and Stroke Adele for oh, me. 100%. Um... So first song, Grace, I like it. I actually like it. I mean, it's poppy. It's poppy. and So I like Grace. I like Grace. Um, Bruises is good. Um, so the first four songs. So Bruises is good. Um, Hold Me While You Wait is good. Mm-hmm. Someone um, you loved mm-hmm. is, like, so beautiful. <laughs> like, so beautiful. So shall we talk about the video? Oh, my God. Are you going to cry? <laughs> Another day late into nightfall, and you're not here to get me through it all. Oh, I let my guard down, and then you pulled the rug. I was getting kind of used to being someone you love. How many times did you listen to this song? <laughs> I didn't know the words. I'm on about a hundred. Uh, uh, look, gorgeous song, beautiful song. The video. Oh, no. Can't. I'm not crying, you're crying type stuff. Like, that is gorgeous. If you haven't seen the video, go and watch it. It's, it's just too much. It's beautiful. It's got... Um, I couldn't watch it once. I only watched it once. It's got Peter Capaldi, who is... He's related to some way, shape or form. I couldn't figure it out. He's in the best programme ever that you don't like and you will not let me get you into it. What? Um, the thick of it. The, the political show. Don't like it. Absolutely rubbish. It's amazing. You were sending. How many episodes did you make me watch? I'm going to watch you it again just tonight. Fell asleep and I was stuck watching. Because I'm going. You're going to love it because he's hectic in it. It's so funny. It's cringy. It's very cringy. I love show. it. Um, but yeah, so he's the ex Doctor Who. He's in the video and it's a stunning, stunning video. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. Um, all right. So the song, the, the actual. What do you give it? Yeah, uh, six out of ten. So you rated your boy Jerry. Better than Capaldi. And let me explain. So, um, there are, like, the first four songs are good. Mm -hmm. And, like, as for pop songs, Mm -hmm. they're not Mm -hmm. 
always going to be my thing. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I'm done. I'm with you. Because it's just the same. And it's just the pot. And I don't know what song's what. And it all merges into the same. And, um, like, maybe it's not a good song. One is not a good song. Okay. And Forever is reasonable. But I gave it six out of ten. One, because I like him and he's funny. And I like four songs. So you're giving two point, one, two, one point for being funny and one point for effort. Yeah. Again. I always give an effort point. That was all defined comedy got. That was just effort. Because <laughs> I feel like if you've tried your best and you've made a record, like... Okay. So Enemy, four out of ten they gave. It's somewhat baffling that such a charismatic star could make a record so lacking in personality, mm-hmm. though his fans won't mind a bit. Look, you gave it, what, six? Yeah. And I was nearly five and Enemy a gave a four. I'm a five. Yeah. Right? Same as you... The guy can sing. He's immensely talented. Some of those songs are stunning on their own. When you put them all lined up on an album, they're all the same. Yeah. Did you listen to the dance version of Hold Me While You Wait? Because no! it's amazing. Really? Oh, I can imagine being in a nightclub, like, 17-year-old, having a bottle of Wicked and loving my life. <laughs> 100%. So... I'm going to put that on after this. While we're getting ready to go out, I'm going to put it on. Pumping. Oh, brilliant. Wicked. You remember WKD? (laughs) The blue or the... The blue one one. was ridiculous. So, the iron brew one. So, I was in Adelaide uh, on a boys' trip. Walking to the pub, blah, blah. And they had, like, an icebox set up. And it was Wicked. And it was, like, $5 for a bottle of Wicked. Jeez, I've never seen that here in my life. I know. And it was, buy a bottle of Wicked, get these glasses... With lights through them, right? Amazing. Amazing. So I'm like, I tell all the boys, I'm like, best drink in the world. Best drink in the world. Not one, the blue one? No, no. Iron brew one. Taste it. They all hated it. It's not nice. All hated it. And I was like, stuck with like eight bottles of, but wicked that no one touched. That was a good ploy though. That's what I might do from now on when I don't like a drink. Here, Kev, buy two of them. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> um, all right. So, Okay. Done. Next week, okay, Shame, Songs of Praise, and Otherkin, okay to finish. So we're back Otherkin? To, otherkin. So we're back to normal next week. Okay. No more faffing about with these two. <laughs> done. All right. So just to clarify, Jerry Cinnamon is my least favourite album we have ever done. Wow. Oh, I can't. I can't. And if you play that again, ever time. She's about no, done. I, it does get stuck in your head. And it makes me so angry, I'd rather have the wiggles in my head. Right, okay, guilty pleasure. Spice Girls. How good is it? It's not good. Where are you? Not good. Have you. you... Spice Girls with Spice. This is their debut album. All right, so say you'll be there. Great song. To become one. Great song. I do like to become one. It's a bit cheesy. Mama, and who do you think you are? Okay, wanna be? I just can't because I've heard it so much time. I just it annoys me now that I hear it. But it's it. pop. Gold. Yeah. Maybe not. Frankincense or something like that. Something weird. Amazing. It's not. It's just. It's too much. 
Love thing, last time awesome. lover, something kind of funny, naked. If you can't, if you can't dance, whoa, that's, <laughs> that's brutal. No wonder I've never heard that before. Um, talk to me about this album. How good is see you will be there? Oh How yeah, good is it? yeah, it's good. There are some catchy numbers. To on become this. one. I love that. I do really like that cheesy song. Who do you think you are? Do, do you, you think, think you are? Six and a half out of ten. Oh my god, what is wrong with you at the moment? You've gone all nice. Gone soft. I don't think so. But I think credit where credit's due, Kev. I mean, the whole point of this is that we respect artists for the effort, <laughs> for the effort they make. You all know? Right. And giving one out of ten is... Not. Spice Girls, four out of ten, because there's four songs I like. Really, I've That's... got one, two, three, four, five. Same thing. So I had five songs. One for effort, and then one for effort, <laughs> and then half a point because of the Spice Girls. <laughs> when did this one for effort Always. start sneaking in? Okay, I've had a bad run from you. I reckon. I think you have been. I've had Mariah Carey. <laughs> And the Spice Girls, right? I'm going to hit you with a big one. 2000, this album came out. Now, I am not ashamed of liking this band at all. So I listen, actually like this album. I love this album, this band, listen to it all the time. However, in the community that they're in, in the genre of music that they're in, people don't like these guys. Don't like them at all. I don't know they look down on them, but I, I love them. It's rock. Look how it is. It is Limp Biscuit. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavoured water. They're horrible. I friggin' love, love this album. I can't wait. And it's, it's a big one. Are they the same as the other one with Park in it? That's Lincoln Park. No, no, no. They're banked up, ready to go. Don't jump ahead. You got Limp Biscuit. You're gonna hate this. I can't wait. I, I can't hate wait. it. I hate it. It's got my way on it, which is rubbish. <laughs> oh no. Happy? Didn't Britney Spears have an affair with him, Fred Durst, when she was going out with Justin Timberlake? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what she thinking. Really? That's what "Cry Me a River" by Justin Timberlake's about. Allegedly. Really? I never saw that. That's well. Okay, limp, bas- limp Biscuit next week. That's feral. It's pretty full on, isn't it? I'm... i tell you what, Shame Another can better be brilliant. Okay. Oh, no! <laughs> Britpop one-liners. Let's ask Kev. Go on. We are almost... You're going down. See how much? We're doing all right. Don't give me a bad one, because my convictions no, are out going today. Down. Um, I... Oh, wait. Cue the jingle. Britpop one-liners! <laughs> Now you can go. Spiritualized. Better than Jerry Cinnamon. Oofed. Is that, fin- is that the one liner? No, I finally found someone that better than it's Jerry Cinnamon. Oh, oh see, oh, just waves of tweets now. Terror vision. Okay, okay, okay. Really liked Terror vision. Growing up, like I, I seriously, I know that everyone, and including you, hate them. I really like them. 
going through this exercise, though, sadly, they don't stack up. But I'm devastated because they were out with Reef last year doing a tour, and I tried to get you to go, and you refused to. I like of to- course I did. <laughs> I like Terrorvision. That's it. Catatonia. You are a sod. You give me all the... Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you give me Limp Biscuit. Catatonia are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know what? Such I, a one-liner, Catatonia. No, 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 no. Catatonia, seriously, I expected more from them going through this exercise. And um, I think the first album is actually pretty good. And then they went too mainstream and it, it, rubbish. Road Rage. Oh god, this is not good. Not good at all. Oh well. Alright, let's get let's get into the good stuff and let me defend an album that I love and you hate, so you can be the bad person instead of me. Sweet. Kula Shaker, number twenty-four with the album K. And I'll explain how we got here at the end. So the album cover, it consists so it's by the comic book artist Dave Gibbons, and it consists of various images related to the letter K. Did you know that? Do you care? Absolutely don't care. <laughs> it's got John F. Kennedy, Karl Marx, Gene Kelly, Karth- Catherine Hepburn, Ken Dodd. That's a bit random. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, it's got a whole bunch of people with the... It's got Grace Kelly, etc, etc. But everyone always symbolising the letter K. It was released on the 16th of October 1996. This is Kula Shaker's debut album. What followed it? Peasants, Pigs and Astronauts in 1999 and it went to number 9. The label was Columbia. Recorded everywhere. Uh, Eden, R.A.K., Townhouse, Chipping Norton, Livingston, The Pierce Room. It's recorded in like 8 places. Great. (laughs) The producer, John Leckie, Shep and Dodge and Christian Mills. John Leckie, he did the Stone Roses albums. Well, he should have stopped there. That. That's it. <laughs> they can't go in a half. Um, the Benz, he did the Benz as well. Oh, so, quite the collection. The Benz, Roses, and Cooler Shaker K. Don't you think? Couldn't have been feeling well or something. Couldn't have been feeling. What you start for cash? <laughs> don't be such a huff. All right, we're going to get through this. Okay. I uh, need another beer. Are we done? Did you get through your two already? We're only half an hour in. Well. Okay. Shep and Dodge, there's nothing on them apart from they did this in the, the collected album of Best Of by Cooler Shaker, which is really just two albums. Tracks, uh, 13, 48 minutes. It went to number... 45. One. Go it on. went to number one, Leslie, and it was in the charts for 51 glorious weeks. Right. Charts. What do I start with? Albums, right? Because I've gone to trouble last week's albums. Yeah, then because singles. I like the albums because the singles are more fun. Okay. You ruined it last time, okay. and this is the only fun I'm going to have for the next forty-five minutes. So, do it properly. <laughs> albums. Your favourite number ten, Ocean Drive by the Lighthouse Family. Brilliant. <laughs> number nine. <laughs> number nine, mostly shows by Ocean Colour Scene. Great album. Absolutely great album. Oh, brilliant. That's nice. Okay, all right, okay. Number eight, Older by George Michael. Love that album. (laughs) Number seven, What's the Story by Oasis. Now there's a proper album, isn't it? Is it? With hits and classics and well-written songs 
and a charismatic frontman and someone who's, yeah, everything that this album's not, but that's good, move on. <laughs> Number six, Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> she swears. Swears. Number five, Spiders by Space. Oh, no. That's not a good album, is it? Actually, that album's all right. Oh, it's all right. It's a bit out there, but it's all right. I'd listen to that more than this. Can you do your uh, impression of the space band? <laughs> the female <laughs> No, I can't. In the neighbourhood. Number four, the Fugees. The score. Great album. You feeling better? Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. I went to see... Oh, you knew that. I knew that. She yeah, lost her voice. We're upset. Number three, New Adventures on Hi-Fi. R.E.M. No one came at you for your hate for R.E.M. Not one person. <laughs> Do you know why? Because I've got convictions. Do I have convictions about Jerry Cinnamon and people leave me alone? Yeah. Oh, really? Because people don't like fence sitters and we've been through this. And, um, and if you can back it up. Okay. Number two, Travelling Without Movie by, Moving with by Jamiroquai. Great album. Uh, I want to talk to him. Yeah, okay. Number... What happened to him? I don't know. What's he doing? I don't know. Wasn't his dad the head of Sony? And it was all like... Sure it was. Number one, Cooler Shaker K. Singles. Singles. Okay, yep, yep. Uh, stay with me. Number ten, I'm Alive by Stretch and Vern. I'm alive, the man with the second face. And I'm alive, the man with the second face. I remember that. Yeah, song. that's what that is. Well done. Number nine, I love you always, forever, Donna Lewis. I, I love, love you always, forever, forever, near and far, closer together. Number eight, wannabe by the Spice Girls. <laughs> brilliant. This <laughs> is just brilliant. See, this has made me happy. I know this would make me happy. Number seven, Marblehead Johnson by the Blue Tones. Oh, great song. Okay. That's why you don't play the bass guitar. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, number six, The Circle by Ocean Colour Scene. Good song. Good charts, Good actually. Song. Number five, Flavour by Peter Andre. What's your flavour? Tell me what's your flavour. No way. Is that Peter Andre? It's the only song I know that goes like that. Have to, that guy was cut. Seriously cut. Like his abs, how'd you get abs like that? Dunno. He had abs on his shoulder. It was mental. Uh, number four, Seven Days in One Week by BBE. Oh, great. So, how'd you even sing that? I don't think you can. Nah. Number three, Escaping by Dina Carroll. No. Nah. Number two, Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something. We've I went talk- on a bit of a rant on that last. You went off on that one. It's a terrible song. It's not good. Editing. Did Deep Blue something do anything else? Uh, no. <laughs> and number one, Ready or Not by the Fujis. Oh, I play my enemies like a game of chess. <laughs> I always used to laugh because that. <laughs> Why'd you what laugh? Why'd you laugh? Why'd you laugh about chess? What's so that... funny about chess? No, not that. It's because of the the other lyrics. Um. um what does it go? It's, it's like, I'll shoot you up like Al Capone, defecating on your microphone. And I used to go, oh, you take a shit in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when that album came out? I was a teenager, right? So just give me some credit. Okay. All right. Okay. Ready to get into Cooler Chicken? Oh, yep. 
All right, let's get let's. There's some good stuff in here, and I'm gonna. I need another beer. Okay, Can pause we, for the yes. beer. And we're back. Okay. So how does the maths work that I get one beer and you get two? Mm-mm. No, that was a shares one. I'm not okay. That's a shares one. Because that's all we've got left of that variety of beer. Okay, that nobody right. want to mix. Okay, just just checking, just checking. Hello. Okay, so you get your own beer next time. <laughs> so Cooler Shaker formed in 1995. Great. Con- <laughs> this is what it's going to be like. Best day of my life. Consists of Crispin Mills. Uh, on vocals and guitar, Alonza Bevan on bass, Paul Winterhart on drums, and Jay Darlington on keyboards, who would later be replaced by Harry Broadbent. Okay? Mm, good. Let's start with Crispian. His real what? name is Crispian John David Bulting, or his spiritual name is Krishna Kanta Das. Okay? Did you know he What's come- my spiritual name? I can't say it. I can't, <laughs> I can't say it. I was about to say it, but it would just be long, one long beep. Uh, comes from a very famous family. Yes, he does. Okay? His granddad, Sir John Mills, he's an actor who's appeared in 120 films over 70 years. His granny, Mary Bell, was also an actor and a writer. Right. Funny story about this, right? Okay. Okay. It's not Actually, it's not funny. It's yeah, not, don't build I, it up. I built it up too much. Reading a... So I'm... Reading, okay. So, the district that I live in has a really good library, okay? <laughs> right? I live in a good area, and it's a library with lots of new stuff. So, they only keep, they only keep books. This is really interesting stuff. Do you go to the library? Yep. They only keep books that have been published... <laughs> Think about it for two minutes. Was how much does it cost to buy a book? Oh, you're such a gypsy! (laughs) It's been a while since you call me a gypsy, right? So ten bucks, twenty bucks. Yeah, it's free at a library, and they only keep books in the last three years. Older than three years, gone. Just moves about my library. Only only, because I'm going in there, I'm like looking for old classics. Not only books in the last sidebar. That's weird. Just that's what it's a rubbish library. Three years only. Anyway, so I'm reading a, a crime novel called Perfect Remains by Helen Fields, right? It's about a French detective that um, gets redeployed to Edinburgh, right? So, yep, okay, you with me? In it, the detectives go to the cinema to see a 1958 movie about World War II starring John Mills, right? So, so imagine, I'm, like literally that day I was writing research for Kula Shaker. Reading all about his family, and then I get home at night in my bed, reading this book, and I'm like, oh my god, he's watching a movie with him. Well, who. I'm glad we played it down to funny, because. <laughs> <laughs> Not that obviously exciting. Alright. Who's his mum? Oh, Hayley Mills. Who is she? You talk, you talk to me about it. Pollyanna. Who's Pollyanna? What? The Disney movie. That's what she's famous for. Yeah, she's Pollyanna. famous for being in Walt Disney movies, but yeah. what's, what's Pollyanna? Like, just a teenage girl who's a bit... In what? Disney Is it a movie, movie? I should yeah, know? Yeah, well, you probably not. It's a girl's movie, I suppose. Okay. Um, so, Hayley Mills. I can see where he gets the... 
What's that? Govind Jaya Jaya. Okay. From okay. because she had a lot of involvement with the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. I did not know that. Which is the Hare Krishna movement. No way. Which is where all this carry on. <laughs> this carry on. From. Um, she look. She never cl- She never came out. She never claimed to be Hare Krishna, but she delved a lot into Hinduism, and Hinduism is a lot of the influence of. Of this album, okay, um, but she used to reflect a lot on Hinduism and Christianity for guidance, and had a lot to do with the Krishna consciousness. Where I imagine he um, got some of this wow. influence. Okay, cool. Because you know where the name of the album comes from. Okay. Well, no, the, I mean the name of the band. Sorry. Okay, go. Kula Shakura. Okay. Which was an Indian emperor in the 8th century. Oh, I do have that down there. Okay, cool. And that's how that all fits. So I thought that was interesting because I just just think it was him going off on one. But it's obviously been a family influence. (laughs) Just him going off on one. All right, okay, cool. Cool, thank you. You're welcome. And that's about all I did. Okay. And then I got bored because it's cool as shit. Is that it? So I can... That's it? All right. No, I do have one. I'm only kidding. Do you remember, so obviously we were on my topic of library, mm-hmm. like, and I was like, segue, we argued a couple of weeks ago about rereading books. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Yes. And you went, I reread Ur Willy or the Bruins. Mm-hmm. That's it. So there's a book I read once a year, and I forgot about it until I looked at my, my bookshelf. Why is this funny? Oh, Nothing. Is it because I've had a couple of beers and I'm letting my guard down a bit? No, it's just because I don't know anyone else who knows that they read a book once a year. I don't know what rough approximate. I should have added a little ask, approximately. I just think it's funny, and I bet it's the same month. I bet you go, oh, it's April. <laughs> better, get, better get the book out. Um, million Little Pieces. It's <gasps> a great book. Oh, thank you. Okay, right. That's hectic. It's a great book. James Frey wrote yes, it. Yes, James Frey wrote it. Great book. So I've read wow. all of James Frey books. And um, that one, I just, I, I, I go back to it. I just go, I forget how good it is and I just love reading it. It's hectic though. Oh, it's very full on. It's not an easy read. No, it's not. Um, and then, okay, I read some comics a lot. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes. No, I haven't read Calvin and Hobbes in ages. Uh, Preacher. Comic book called Preacher that just got turned into a TV show. Cool. Okay. Comic book called Chew. Yeah. I read that. What's your thoughts on comic books, Leslie? Well, well I think once you get past the age of seven, um, they're probably not a thing. Dandy and the Beano love them. <laughs> Big Says the woman who, who reads Ur Willy every what? year because her mum sends it for Christmas. Yeah, but Dandy and Abino, great. Minnie the Minx. Oh my God, I can't believe you're going Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. Who's the big tall guy? D- Dan? Something Dan? Desperate Dan. Desperate Dan. And what did he eat? Cow pies. Cow pies. Big horns out the pies. Cow pies. There's actually <laughs> a Desperate Dan statue in Dundee because DC Thompson who made it and her Willie Bruins is headquartered in Dundee no way yeah Billy the Wiz remember Billy the oh, Wiz oh yeah 
See, that's fun. I okay. Um, all right. When you read about Crispin's youth, I'm, I'm changing. I'm going. Yep. Okay. When you read about Crispin's youth, at a very young age, he was spiritual, right? If I ever had a road to Damascus, it was when I was eleven. He said. I woke up one night at home in bed and realised I was going to die. I don't mean tomorrow or in a year. It wasn't a prediction. It was just suddenly understanding fully that death would come. I remember talking about it at the time. Everyone thought there was something wrong with me. Let's pause for a minute there. Eleven. What were you thinking about eleven? Billy the Wiz. <laughs> Next episode of Dante. <laughs> Yeah. It's a bit heavy. It is a bit heavy. At 11. I mean, you probably have those thoughts, but I don't know if it I really... don't know if you have it at 11. Um... At 11, I was meeting you, local football pitch, seven oh, yeah. acres, and we were playing football every night. Oh, and then after we played football, though, we used to talk about the meaning of life. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Deep conversations. Yeah, that's what happened. Right, okay, um... To address these, uh, to address these new feelings on life and death, Mills borrowed the Maharabha Rata. That's exactly what it is. One of the two major Sanskrit epics of ancient India from his mother, and took to reading it. So you're reading Urbilly, right? Yep. At eleven, I was reading cheesy, not cheesy horror novels. Stephen King, Dean Koontz, Richard I was reading Lehman. Point Horror. Did you ever read Point Horror? What's Point that? Horror? Um. Point horror was like um, like horror book aimed for like teenagers. Is it one of the choose which way you're going to go? You're going to left, flick to. Oh, page I used 70. to love them as well, but no, it wasn't. But it was just great stories. Um, so at eleven, he became a vegetarian. Go in the jail. He also took part in the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, the Hare Krishna movement. So Crispian and Alonso met at college. The two created a band called Objects of Desire, good name for a band, performing at a venue called the Mantra Shack, a nightclub behind an ice rink where they also were responsible for. Objects of Desire were around until 93 where they broke up, where Mills went to India to travel. So probably the mum influence and then going to India... Have you been to India? I have. I've been to Mumbai. I went to Mumbai for about a week, I think, through work. And incredible, crazy place. Mm. You've been as well. Yeah, I went to Goa. Yeah, okay. There's a funny funny story about Goa, right? Goa? No, it's not a funny story about Goa. There is. It's probably not for this podcast, but I remember it still. But yeah, so... India, nice people, good food for me because I was vegetarian when I went, so I had, I had brilliant food over there. Um, just there's stuff going on all the time. Yeah, it's hectic. It's hectic. Goa was amazing. What did you do in Goa? I went on holiday, so I went with friends. So friends from the UK went to Goa, me and another friend from here flew and met them. And then we had 10 days, I think. Wow, okay. Um, it was amazing. Like, it was just so much fun. Did you go to a dance party in Goa? Yeah, there wasn't as many on, though, because there was the election. Oh. So when there's an election on, 
Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Oh. Sometimes you shut down really early and okay. stuff. So I was a bit okay. sad. The best part about Goa is you're on the beach. Mm-hmm. There's going trance music kicking off behind you because that's a real thing. Oh. And it's banging. You're okay. sat there on the beach on your little sit-down thing. Somebody's your day bed. Somebody's trying to sell you a coconut. And there's a cow. <laughs> Coming along, and I went to have a swim, came back, cow had my, its face in my strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> but I can't, I can't do anything about that. What do you do about the cow? Because they're sacred, you can't do anything. You can't even shoe them. What are you doing the shoeing? I love you shoeing. Come on, pal. Come on, and I was a wee bit, come on, pal. <laughs> That's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle coaxing. We always knew that this episode would be all <laughs> over the place. I finally got on a plane to India when I was 20. He says, when I got there, I was very lucky to meet people who understood the best aspects of India, especially the older devotional traditions. I was lucky because India is sinking more and more under the weight of the industrial world we live mm-hmm. in. A lot of the time, they don't notice the treasures they've got because they want to stock up on Coca-Cola and get satellite TV. I don't know how long it will last, but it's still there. Do you agree with that? Yeah, you can see... The influences come through now. You can. And the thing is, like, if you really take a step back, and when I was in Goa, I've sort of lacked. Like, there's a lot of things around Hinduism, like, that sort of spiritual side, that's just very calm, and it's very spiritual, and it's reflective... And they have a lot of care around, I guess, the food they eat mm-hmm. and their thought. And it's nice. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty much vegetarian when I was in okay. Goa, mm-hmm. purely because I got a bit of deli belly. But you get deli belly. <laughs> then, but, but also just the food's amazing. And just they were so, such friendly people. And it's that spiritual side is just actually really, okay. you can't help but relax. So okay. I can understand how people would see that as a way of life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, he came back and created a band called The K's, who debuted at Glastonbury. I spent two years together. There's not much on there. They've changed lineups a few times. And then they became Cooler Shaker, okay? So I think you mentioned it's one of the 12... Cooler Shakura. Alvars? I think they're called South Indian Saints. Yeah. Um, ninth, ninth century Indian emperor and holy man. Uh, when asked about the Indian influence, they said... We've got an ongoing love affair with Krishna and the adventures of the East. It's just been very natural. We've never made we never made them want a decision one day. Let's get the Indian instruments out full stop. We just had them lying around. Somebody left, as you do, as you do. Someone left a tambura, which is an amazing droned instrument, and I think we started using that in jams, and it all started from there. Okay, in September '95, Kula Shaker were joint winners of the In the City contest, along with. Your favourites, Placebo. Oof, don't know who I'd rather listen to. You finished? What are you doing? Stop moving. Okay. What are you doing your hair for? Don't know, we're just trying. Stop distracting yourself away from Cooler Shaker. Get back into this. Um, and they won a contract with Columbia Records. They released Tatva first, however, this didn't chart. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> Is this what is... Come on. Sorry. We're about halfway through. Okay. Okay. Uh, Grateful When You're Dead was the first song that made it into the top 40. 
So they re-released Hatva again, and it got to number four. Hated was massive, going to number two. And only because the Spice Girls were at number one did that not get to number one. Thank you. Spice Girls. They seem to be a repetitive theme in this. Off the back of that, K was the fastest selling debut album since Elastica that year. In 1996, Noel invited them to play Networth with them. And we had that story from from Matt. Mm -hmm. In 1997, they got four Brit Award nominations, winning Best British Breakthrough Act. Good. It's good. Hold on. Um, they released Hush, not off the album, or the next Peasants, Pigs and Astronauts, went to number two. Uh, also, it was used on the soundtrack to the movie called I Know What You Did Last Summer. Your thoughts on that? Um, have you ever seen it? Don't go to IMDb, just have you seen I it? I Know What You Did Last Yes, I have. It's one of those teeny... Teenage cr- horror. Yeah, got it. I reckon that'll get five and a half. It was around the scream... Sort of thing. Yeah, Scream was better. Okay. We went to see Scream. 5.7. I said 5.5. I can't believe I'm getting so good at this. You are. Uh, We went to see Scream 3 at the cinema together. Do you remember? Yeah. We were the only ones in the cinema watching that movie and both of us were scared. (laughs) We were scared. (laughs) Uh, Kingsman was the other soundtrack that that had on it. Do you remember? Have you seen the movie Kingsman? Is that the one with Colin Firth in it? Yep. I liked that, believe it or not. I didn't think you would. No, I normally wouldn't. Have you seen the second one? Yes. Second one's a pile of garbage. Have you seen the second one? Yeah, it's not nice. Second one's terrible. First one was amazing. And the third, second one's like three hours long. All right. In num- uh, 1997, they did Narayan with The Prodigy. That was my thing, because I actually put... Um... What have you put? So, just to give you some context of my notes. Vocals to Narayan-Prodigy-Fat of the Land... Little Arrow, this upsets me. You don't like the song? I love that song. I had no idea it was that clown. You didn't know that? No. When did you... That's fa- my... I reckon that's... That and Smack My Bitch Up is my... They're my favourite songs on that album. When did you find that out? Today! You are kidding me. Where have you been? Well, it's a good job I didn't know because... You would have wrote that song off. Yeah. So that's your second favourite Prodigy song? By the lead singer of On that record. album, not of all time. Smack my bitch up in Orion and Minefields. They're the three best in that album, in my eyes. Okay, alright, okay, cool, cool, cool. But now it's been knocked off, I'm gonna think something else. Alright, shall we talk about Crispin's comments around. Oh. Do you wanna do this or do you, do you want me? Yeah, I'll do it. So, I actually feel for him here. Okay. Why? Because this, okay. like, okay, so let's just stop swastikas in the Nazi um, theme. Mm-hmm. It's clearly appalling. Oh, absolutely. Right, so I just don't think we even need to go there. I think that's an obvious comment. Mm-hmm. But legitimately, it's a Buddhist and symbol, and it's used in Hinduism. So I was in Bali, and I, and I had no idea that the swastika was a Buddhist symbol. Okay. I'm walking past temple after temple going, what's going on here? Ah. Then I did a bit of research. Okay. It's a symbol of peace. Yep. Um, And so the problem is 
because people didn't know that, if you take those context, if you take those comments out of context, then you're going to think this guy's off his head. But then let's take a step back. The guy's spiritual and he's in Hare Krishna. Mm-hmm. He's hardly going to be a Nazi. Mm-hmm. So I do feel for him there. I feel for him like I don't have any animosity towards him. I just can't stand his album. But he gets a hard time. Mm-hmm. So he got a hard time about this. Then people started reading into everything else he said to try and put it together that he was some sort of fascist. Mm-hmm. He's the opposite of a fascist. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you what he said. So for those that don't know, which everyone knows because it was everywhere. It was everywhere. I felt for it. I actually feel it for it. It was terrible. So he was interviewed by Enemy and Melody Maker and was asked about the swastika. And he called it a brilliant image. Yeah, but yeah. Don't, quote, don't let the Nazis steal that from you. And that he would, quote, love to have flaming swastikas on the stage just for the F of it. Okay? The media went absolutely mental on this. Like, I remember seeing this and just going, this is insane. That's not what he meant. They tore, they completely tore him apart. They also, like, went, like you said, they went backwards and tried to find anything, any mud to to throw him. So basically his former band, the Objects of Desire, that we um, talked about, they had the motto, England will rise again. Yeah. And they threw that in the, yeah. in the same article. They played at a dubious rally uh, and their singer, Marcus McLean at the time, the boyfriend of Mills' mother, Hayley Mills, had in his teams been a member of the National Front. So basically... Throw all these little things together. Circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial evidence. They portrayed Mills. I I just... I I mean, it's dumb because he's he's the complete opposite of that. He's the complete opposite of that. The guy's a spiritual vegetarian. Not a Nazi. No. Mm -hmm. Not even close. And the reality is the, the swastika as an image is used in so many different cultures in so many different ways. It's not just the Nazis. The problem being is that's all we know it for. Correct. So, like you said, it's a symbol of divinity and spiritual yeah. spirituality in Indian religions. It's as old as the 14th century. The arms could mean different things depending on which way they face. Yes. Right? Yeah. For example, if they pointed clockwise, it meant prosperity and good luck. Okay. So, look, he's very honest. He doesn't talk about it anymore because I've seen some recent interviews. He goes, I've already addressed this. And to be fair... It was 20 odd years and ago. And he's talked about it to the cows come oh home. Oh my God. People but what just he, need to let it go. Exactly. What he did say was this. I think there is no better example of my naivety and insensitivity than the swastika comments. My comments derive from my long interest in Indian culture from which the swastika has its origins. I apologise to those who have been offended by my comments and humbly ask that they accept that I am completely against the Nazis, their crimes and any other latter day form of totalitarianism. For the record, I've never been anti-Semite, especially as my dear grandmother was Jewish. I loathe totalitarian. Totalitarian. Thank you. I've had a few beers. Far-right thinking, expression of all forms, denial of human rights and all things that would limit the free spirit of humankind. I stand for peace, love, generosity and Of course and he learning. does. It's the complete opposite. It's the total opposite. So that whole... Oh, anyway, I'm not... So yeah, okay. So I feel for him. I, that really crippled the band. Like it, it annihilated the band. I feel um, they kept going. They gave us the sound of drums in 1998. It went to number three, which is a great song. But the album didn't come out for almost a year later until 1999. Sound of drums wasn't on there, but we got peasants, pigs, and astronauts. Okay. 
Didn't do as well. Got to number nine, though. Ratings. I gave it an eight. Leslie, you gave it a... You're actually a lot nicer than you think you are. What did I give it? For Peasants, Pigs and Astronauts, you gave a five. Oh, that's okay. Okay. People are a bit harsh on Cooler Shaker and this album, but I actually think it's a really good album. It's not as good, but it is a good album, okay? Um, really interesting about the album, it was recorded by Bob Ezrin, who did Pink Floyd's The Wall, mm. Lou Reed's Berlin, and Alice wow. Cooper's School's Out. School's Out. He suggested they record on a Victorian houseboat on the Thames River, where Pink Floyd recorded the Division Bell. They had to use a robot to get a rowboat, not a robot, rowboat to get on and off of the boat for six months. So six months they stayed on this boat on the Thames oh, to record that album. It'd probably been fun though. I would imagine it'd get a bit tedious if you want to get some milk from the local shop. You have to hop on the rowboat. Don't care, do you? Don't care. Michael had to do it. True. Okay. They broke. <laughs> <laughs> they broke up in September. Mill said this. I've loved my time with Cooler Shaker and I've experienced more than I could have ever imagined, Mills commented. We've had an excellent time and been a very tight band, but there comes a time when you want to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. He also said this, was it all becoming a bit much and that's why the band split after the second album? We all felt we weren't enjoying it. The pressure was just making us all hate each other and when we, when the millennium eclipse happened at the end of 1999, I thought it was a cosmic moment to just shut it down and it was nice to tie the end of the band with the eclipse. He's a very spiritual guy. Everything he says is, is tied back. It's it's full on. So look, after the breakup, Mills was supposed to release a solo album and was recording and touring with some of it. He actually supported Robbie Williams. <laughs> Head and hands doesn't translate to a podcast. Not me that says everything. It's surprising though, right? Not really, they're both garbage. Oh, away. Um, okay, so the, uh, the solo album never happened, but he did create a band called the Jeevas. Good. Did you listen to the Jeevas? Yeah. Did you? Mm. I'm surprised you did. Yeah. Okay, so they Just had... for a laugh. Okay, they had two albums. They had one, two, three, four, and Cowboys and Indians. What do you think of the album? I'm surprised because the album's been on even on Spotify, so you had to go and listen to it. Yeah, them. and I don't I didn't know Cowboys and Indians. I only knew the other one. Mm-hmm. Two and out of ten. Two out of ten. Awful. It's just not for me. I think I just gotta just realise. I just don't I don't even like his voice. I knew that was coming. I knew. Okay. So one, two, three, four. It got okay reviews. The Guardian gave it three out of five and said it's a good deal better than we expected. Seriously, review. Not much on Cowboys and Indian. There's not even one media review of this album. Okay. Listen to both. It's basically Cooler Shaker without any of the Indian influence. That's, basi- that's basically all it is, right? Cool. One, two, three, four is okay. Cowboys. Is, is not good There is a song called How Much Do You Suck Which is probably one of the worst songs I've ever heard It is so bad So bad Stop laughing <laughs> I can answer that for you Can I answer that? Is it a question? Because I can answer that No oh. It's a terrible song It's really bad um, Bevan joined Johnny Marr and the Healers 
and a side project called Shep. Winterheart also was part of Shep and joined a band called Thirteen. This one for you, brilliant. Darlington became Oasis keyboardist on tours. Good. Until well Oasis split up. When they broke up, he didn't go back to Cooler Shaker. Um, all right, so Cooler Shaker, they reformed in 2004 after coming back together to work on a charity album called Braj Mandela for a new school. Um, they did some secret gigs, gigs and made it public that they had reformed in January 2006 with new keyboard player Harry Broadbent. Cool. Which sounds like a football player, Harry Broadbent, but anyway. Plays for Leicester. Does he? He just sounds like he would. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Probably worth 50 million. Uh, they did lots of tours, lots of festivals, testing the new lineup and material. We got Strange Folk in 2007. Did you listen to this album? <laughs> no. Did you listen to any other Cooler Shaker albums? Uh, no. None? None. Alright, okay, this is going to be very, very quick then. Strange Folk 2007 uh, got to number 69. Stop it. Great, look, album Great Start Without in the Highway has the Cooler Shaker version of Narayan. So it's them playing instrumentally. I am so glad I never heard that. I think you need to hear it to see what it's like. No, I do not. Right, you play me any Jerry Cinnamon, I'm going to play you that version of Cooler She's a belter. Anyway, Enemy gave this album 2 out of 10. <laughs> well done, Enemy. It wasn't great. All right, so they said, it's possible that no album has arrived at Enemy Towers on more of a hiding to nothing more than Strange Folk. For younger readers, Cooler Shaker with Eminem... Eminem Oh, for goodness sake. Cooler Shaker were punchable mid-90s toffs with an irritating line mm-hmm. in Indian spirituality mm-hmm. obsessed psychedelica. Mm-hmm. And in Crispin Mills, the most instantly hate-worthy frontman mm-hmm. who ever lived. Yep. Depressingly, the vaguely impressive verve-isms of opening track, which I liked, suggests we may be forced into the most unlikely critical coddling in music journalism history. But as soon as Mills indulges his inner hippie on second sight, the the die is cast. Can I just interject? I'm keen to, because we're going to get to it. It's like the the elephant in the room. What's your thoughts on him being posh? So there's a lot of chat around this, right? Heaps. And I go to myself, we're talking about Britpop. Britpop literally... Is working class blokes drinking cans of lager, yep. wearing cagoules. I agree. And that's what it is. He was hanging out when he was a kid with Richard Attenborough mm-hmm. and Sir Lawrence Olivier mm-hmm. and going to a private school mm-hmm. and reading about Harry Krishna. So he doesn't fit the mould no. of a Britpop act. I agree. But is that reason to criticise? I... Okay, so let me read you this, right? Great segue. When asked about Britpop, I said this to the Independent. So this is what the Independent... Mills, who is 34 and lives in Bath with his... Is it Bath or Bath? Bath. Thank you. Bass, Bath, whatever. With his wife, Joe. Thinks that antipathy against him back in the Britpop era was simply because he was talking about ideas and spirituality to people who are more interested in Loaded and Oasis 
and having at large. I was very controversial and oasis, confrontational and oasis ruling the roost. It created a massive class-based inverted snobbery. I just didn't take it seriously. I think anybody who sticks their neck out and exhibits some kind of intelligence and has an opinion in Britain is going to be up for the chop. That is interesting. I There's a little bit of that, I right? Mean, so I, it's a bit tall poppy syndrome, isn't it? So it's a bit... Um, we don't like it if people are successful, rich... Come for money, yeah. We like a battler, don't we? We like someone that's, you know... We like a Jerry Cinnamon. That's what we like. No, no, we don't. We don't like a private school boy who's singing about Hare Krishna. What was that about? Like, I, see, I just don't... I don't... I never... But when I was a kid, I never even... His social class, or the minimum, I, I didn't care. It was just no. good music. And I don't... <laughs> that's where we fall down. But um, <laughs> I think, yeah, it is inverse snobbery. And I find that interesting, right? Because it's like... I, I've given this a lot of thought. A lot? I, I have. Because I don't want... I'm hoping, and this is a bit of introspection by me, hmm. that I, I'm hoping the reason that he, that he annoys me isn't because of that. Like, it's like, he just, when I think you of like... You just don't like his voice, or you don't like the music, or you don't like the Indian influence, you don't... I just hope it's not, because... Subliminally. Because, look, generally, when, as soon as I'm watching the news, and I see an Eton educated Tory toff, I just get my back up. Okay. Because I'm like, what on earth do you know about the average person... And the struggles, and... And just, and not yeah, even, okay. and sometimes it's not a struggle. We've hardly had, like... No, we are lived no. on the poverty line, but no. there's still there there have still been struggles that like you still have to think about how you're going to pay rent, pay a bill. Do you still have to think about it? We, we're not in a position where they're not things that we worry about. Mm-hmm. So when I see these people who don't have to worry about it, and they're banging on to me about how I should pay this and do that and pay tax and blah blah, I get my back up. What was the Australian politician that said if you want to buy a house, stop having your avocado on toast? Oh, he wasn't a politician. He's an economist. Um, <laughs> Bernard Salt, he works for one of the consultants. Yeah, and moron. Like, I don't think that's the problem. But We're just having too much avocado. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, with him, because he's so... Like, just name me an Oasis... Like, just think of the typical Oasis fan. Cagoule wearing, lager swelling, cigarettes and alcohol, and you've got old mate Crisp- Crispin singing Tatva. Oh... <laughs> It doesn't go. So I'm like, is that why? Because he doesn't, that's a bit annoying to me. Is that why I don't like, is that why I don't like Cooler Shaker? Then I thought, oof, that's a bit deep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're a bit better than that. Okay. I had a little think about it. Okay. So I had a think about it. Did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Deeply. And then I put the album on again and listened to it with new ears and new thoughts. And a real open mind. And it was still shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, however, do you know what this has done? This whole process has done? Has given me um, a bit of a new found... I wouldn't say respect. I didn't disrespect him. But Frispin got a hard time. Oh, yeah. And so he got a hard time. He was in a band, the same as anyone else, writing some songs that people loved. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't, people, but people did. Mm-hmm. And so his 
his class or upbringing or his spirituality or whatever shouldn't really be the basis of the ridicule. Because you don't have to, because the music does that for him. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's keep going. All right, we're running. No, that was a joke. But that was me trying to be nice. Was that nice? I was nice. I don't know. I think so. I mean, I gave it a lot of thought. I feel sorry for him. I think he got such a hard time. And I genuinely don't think his beliefs... I mean, he was born into that. It's not his fault. Yeah, he just wanted to make... All right, okay, cool. Let's keep going. So, um, they then gave us an album called Pilgrim's Progress. 2010, didn't chart. Not even in the charts. (laughs) It got better reviews. It got sixes and sevens. Which I agree with. I actually think it is a 6 or a 7 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, uh, BBC said the mystical elements that made journalists wince when the band were at their popular peak are still in evidence, uh, if more subtle. It's generally inoffensive and often very catchy. And if the band are derivative and musically scattered, then they are least true to themselves. I... Look, I didn't mind that album. Hey... There is a gap here, right? So we're about to get into K2.0, mm. right? Did you know that Crispin's directed some movies? With Simon Pegg? Yeah! Yeah, I saw I that. I had no idea. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. He's done a fantastic... I love Simon Pegg. Love Simon Pegg. Mm. Love it. But have you seen that movie? No. Neither have I. A fantastic fear of everything. And then he just did Slaughterhouse Rules with both Nick Frost and Simon Pegg in 2018. Mm. Which I remember seeing us like in the cinema, seeing a trailer for it, and I went, "That doesn't look as good." Mm. Have you seen it? No. Has anyone seen that movie, Slaughterhouse Rules? Is it all right? All right, K two point zero. I'm guessing you haven't listened to that. Mm-mm. Okay, so it came out in two thousand sixteen. Got to number thirty two. It's actually really good. Is it? Yeah, it's actually. Cool. I mean, literally, if you got went from Cooler Shaker K to K two point zero, good albums. Mm. Um, okay, asked by Gig Sluts, that's a real thing. Well, if it was an attempt to recapture glory, well, we're kind of taking the piss, to be honest. Everything is an upgrade now, an update or a reboot, and you get your phone, and it's obsolete, and all your apps and all your software is useless within eighteen months. Because everything is designed to have you be repurchased, so we're kind of making fun of that. Pop music is quite disposable in that respect. Thoughts? Agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Hey, so I wanted to talk about very, very briefly. Mm-hmm. Cooler Shaker. Mm-hmm. What could have been? Um. If they didn't, if the, the swastika comments didn't come out. Do you honestly think that's the reason? I think it's one of the reasons. I don't think it is. That didn't impact their career at all? No, because I think about... Right, think about Oasis. Mm -hmm. Liam Liam or Noel, I can't remember which. Oh, yeah, the amount of things they've said. Right, so they came out and said they're bigger than Jesus. They're bigger than this, that, the next thing. They're off their face. They're doing... Like, no one... Like, who cares? Like, I don't... That's a good point. I think you'd like to think that. Hmm. The truth of the matter is, they didn't release any other good albums. This is not, look, being harsh, it's not the worst album I've ever heard. Okay. But I don't get it. Yep. And I just honestly think they didn't make, do you know what's a bigger problem? Not the swastika thing, 
I'm telling you right now, in the era of Britpop, the fact that he was this posh spiritual fella. That's what caused it. Was less, was more disengaging to an audience who were, and he's got a good point, reading Loaded, drinking beer, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's far more than the swastika comic, because anybody with half a brain would figure out that he's hardly okay. a Nazi. Okay. Talking of the album, let's get into it, finally. Do it. Sing. What? What was, what was that? that? Do it. Yeah. Saturday night. <laughs> Alright, so the first single, Grateful When You're Dead, went to number 35, released on the 4th of May 96. The video's okay. Alright, band all play in the dark with some flashing lights. Not really that great. Uh, Tatva, number 4, 6th of July 1996. Band playing a revolving stage surrounded by a purple backdrop as an Indian dancer doing her thing all the way through it. I saw a quote which I want to get your feedback on. Brilliant. On YouTube. I love reading the comments on YouTube. Uh, if Oasis represent John Lennon, then Kula Shaker represent George Harrison. What a lot of crap. Hey Dude was went to number two, released on the 20th of November 95. They play up deck on a double decker bus going through London. Pretty cool. Pretty cool video actually. Govinda, number 7, 23rd of November, 96. They play on a watery surface, much like Sleeper's video. Remember that video? It's pretty much the exact same. About halfway through, lightning and thunder starts coming into the video, which is very, very cool. And then fire comes up. It's actually an awesome, awesome video. I've wrote here, best video I've seen in ages. Cool. Because some bands' videos are terrible. Mm. Um, Directed by a call called Michael... Geo Gegen has done videos for Roxette, Kim Wilde, and Simply Ground. Fair, simply, simply Red, Fairground. No, no comment. Shall we get into the album? Mm-hmm. Finally. All right. It starts off with "Hey Dude." Yeah. Don't lean on me, man, because I'm losing my mind. I can't understand. No, no. It's the best song on the album. So, do you like this song? Yes. It's the best song on the album by a hundred miles. Good intro. Great intro. Okay. All right. I love this song. This is about the moment where I start going, I think this album is so well put together. I don't have a song I dislike. Are you kidding me? And the song, the, the whole album is just pieced together so well. End to end. Brilliant. So you can't look at me with the talk. Because I'm speechless. Oh, go away. Because it's not a good album. And it's not good put together. The thing is all over the show. Let's get in the tracks. Okay, I'll play Hey Dude then, right? Yeah, do that. Oh, let's do that. Night on the Town. Awful. Nah. Average at best, I've written here. Average at best. Uh, another banger. Love this. It's the not go- a banger. It's a belter. She's a belter. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar work is excellent. The lyrics are all over the 
The thing with Cooler Shaker's lyrics, right? They are all over the shop. They're very... As is this album. Nah, I don't think so. They're very, very weird. What's Hey Dude got to do with Sleeping Jiva? Tell me. Tell me. Okay. They're right. very... Okay, so Hey Dude... I was crossing the city one day and everyone was flash. Everybody was flashing by me like images of tombstones. Images of tombstones. On a Friday night, I've seen everybody looking for the little bit of honey to alleviate the pain. To alleviate the pain, right? That's hey dude. Night in the town. Monty arrived, but inside she was feeling so blue. Where was the Garden of Eden? Eden she had thought to come true. She felt that she had been praying. Her love was a fading memory. But what can you do when you're feeling blue? I just think they're they're a little bit. Spiritual, the lyrics are a little bit not your normal. Try hard. Night in the town. So this is the you hate this whole album. So I get to pick the songs that we get to play, which is great. Don't like. Okay, let me just. Night in the town. I'm playing that. You cool with that? Don't care. Night in the town. Temple of Everlasting Light. Okay, cool. So, I like the riff in this song. No! Wow! I do like the Indian influence. Okay. Um, of, all the in, of all the, I guess, Eastern spiritual influences of this album, yes. for me, this is the best one. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's still not amazing, but I'll take what Look, I can get. it's an interlude, right? And that's what I think... And I kind of like that, because yeah. I go... Why don't you make a song like that? They did. It's called Tatfa. Rubbish. Right. So, um, I like this. It's a great little interlude. And this is what I think. They've got nice little breaks in the album. It give you two minutes of something else and they build into these songs. Um, I think this is fantastic. But I'm not going to play it because it moves straight into Go Finda. Do I have to read something? Mm-hmm. I hate it when you make me read something. Go Finda. Hate it. And what? And, and it's capital letters, Leslie. Hate it. If I had to do my so top least favourite songs of all time, we've got Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. We've got Hero by Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> okay. And we've got Govinda by Cool Shaker. I absolutely hate this song. Ah, it's so annoying. I, it makes me gag. Oh, away. I hate it. Really like the song. Uh, lead singer Crispin Mills said that the song was born out of an improvisation based on a Hindu prayer to Krishna. The words, the words Gofinda Jaya Jaya literally mean Krishna Glory, glory. Great. Okay, it's the highest ever top ten song, top ten song sung entirely in Sanskrit. Okay, I'm going to play Gofinda because I quite like it. And I don't I have to, to listen it. to this tomorrow. Number five, Smart Dogs. 
annoying average rock indie song. It's so annoying. It's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a feeling like no other spending Easter with your mother. Down it. It's a freaky roller coaster ride. No? Nothing no. for you. I really like the song. And again, I'm doing the ending so I get to play it. Do you want? Don't you try to talk to me. Magic theatre. Awful dash, just a noise. It's not... Okay. It's not just a noise, okay? It Look, it's uh, an interlude. And that's what I like. I like how it builds into, into other songs. Um, it has a honky-tonk sort of piano feel to it. Which reminds me of the TV show Westworld. Your thoughts? Um, oh. you never seen it? No. Do you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of... Um... Oh. The last song on um, Second Coming. That's your... You should know that. I've just... I can't believe it slipped my mind. Brilliant. Oh, that horrible song. Yeah. It does not... <laughs> Uh, actually, like this nice little build, but Westworld you need to watch. Great season one, amazing. Season two, mm. into the deep. Is it number seven? Bland, comma average. It is. Oh come on! I like this song. Okay. Fly, brother, fly. May you feel the love tonight. Fly, brother, fly. Well, I hope you meet your maker. Ah. I'm playing it. Fly, brother, fly. Sleeping Jiva. Oh. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, so it's another Indian instrumental interlude. But what it really does is it builds into Tatva. So if you like Tatva, this song really sets the scene and builds into that. And of course, you don't like Tatva. No. I love it. I get, I, look, I get it why people don't like it. But I really like it. I think it's great. Do you know what's really nice? It's nice to see you so happy. I'll take that. You know, I love you, bitch. You're my best friend. <laughs> and, you know, and seeing you happy with your little tap van, you're giving da, and you're sleeping jiva. You know, I'll take that. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. We still be loving me when you listen to Limp Biscuit. Let's see. Probably how that... not. <laughs> I prefer Limp Biscuit to this. So Tattva um, depicts a deep and mystical understanding of central Hindu concept, Tattva, which can be translated as to thatness. Um, did you know it has Pink Floyd Tatva as the sample? Tattva is truth. Yeah, okay. Did you know it has Pink Floyd in it? I did not know that. So Pink Floyd's riff from Shine On, You Crazy Diamond, were sampled in the track, but not credited. So how does that work? Just, yeah, it does that work. You just steal a sample, but don't credit it. Dodgy, 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 <laughs> dodgy, dodgy, dodgy. Let's play Tatva. 
Grateful when you're dead. I like this. Yay! What do you like about it? Please talk to me about it. Do you know what the thing is? I've realised, like... Okay, so I don't want people to get me wrong. I actually love the sitar, the okay. instrument. Yeah, and okay. I do love... Like, when I was in... Ba- when I was... Sorry, when I was in um, Goa, and you have that type of music, like, I bought, like, one of those, you know, kind of, like, chill beach kind oh, of Oh, yeah, type. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because it's actually really lovely, and it's really... What I hate about the fact how they bring it in, it makes no sense to me because you can't, it's not on, it's just they throw it in and it feels really try hard and it feels really cheesy. So when they do it, it does my head in, like Govinda and Tatva. But then, take that out, then you've got Hey Dude, you've got Grateful When You're Dead, and I know there's another couple of tracks after, we'll talk about that. Mm. But when they do that, they're a good band. Okay. Like I like... Like, I like Hey Dude. Grateful When You're Dead is a good track. It's a good kind of rocky, yeah, indie track. And I go, do that. Don't be annoying. Yeah, it's really weird. And I know that that's probably... I'm the opposite, because a lot of people like this album because of that. Oh, yeah. But I just find it cheesy. It's really weird, because you see, I get it, because the Jeevas is... It's just a band, no Indian influence whatsoever. And I was like, ah, no, I miss hearing Crispin sing without the Indian I sound. mean, his voice annoys me, right? So we've got to park that. But, okay. But so, I do, look, Grateful When You're Dead, you like I that? go, if you gave me an album of Grateful When You're Dead and Hey Dude, and we'll talk about the next one, 303, if you gave me an album of that... What about the transition into Jerry Was There? Like, is this kind of two songs? How do you feel about that? I still don't mind that as much. Okay, good. Okay. Um, I love this song. I think it's a great, great, great song. I'm painting, I paint a picture in your mind. If you're driving roads to suicide, I know you can sympathise. If your lover is a cheating and you're blinded by the pain, your honeymoon in summer is a picnic in the rain. Yeah, you'll be grateful when you... The look on your face is... I... Okay, I'm playing it. Hold on. I was really nice during some of your albums. I'm being nice. I just said I like that. Number 11. Uh, track 11. Three or three. Great guitar in this track. Actually, very good guitar. This, like, I genuinely went, do you know what? I kind of like this. This is a talented... Yes. Yeah, I love guitar like that. great. Love that. Okay, good. So I do like that. Huh. Uh, do you know what this song's about? <laughs> The A303, which is the road between Hampshire and Devon, drives past Stonehenge and is on the road to Glastonbury, which is where they had the first gig. I know we talked about that, right? Mm. Uh, 303, you like that? Mm. Okay, playing it. Track 12, Star All Over. Don't mind this. 
Oh my god. That's what I mean. It's not. It's just an album that makes no sense to me. I can't get my head around it. It doesn't make sense. Like Magic Theatre, oh, hate it. Govinda, Tatva, Sleeping Jiva. But then you've got Grateful When You're Dead, Start All Over, Hey Dude. And I go, ooh. So to me, it's just. An album with kind of two halves for you, really. I just don't know. But then you're still about Mills' voice. You still. That is annoying. Okay, Start All Over, I'm not going to play. I do actually really like this. It's quite Beatle esque in the chorus. But it takes us into Hollow Man. This is pompous bullshit. Oh, oh, no! Why on earth are you making me sit through ten minutes of silence? Oh, no, 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 no. Silence to is fine. Hear Ignore the silence. the spiritual leader talk. Be- like you're a moron. So the first part, it's okay. That, you've lost me. The you've f- wound me up so bad. Hollow Man part one and part two. So you go, okay, good. So the first part, you go, that's a reasonable song. So then you're thinking, I know, part two, what's going to happen is there's going to be a wee break and then you're going to kick in to this other amazing track. You're going to build it up, it's going to be great. So I'll sit here like ten minutes like an absolute clown and then there's like ten seconds of some spiritual leader talking nonsense. That's an insult. Okay, I agree on that point. Hate the secret track, no point. Right. None. That's what we talked. Remember, we talked about secret tracks. Don't call it part nonsense. one and part two because I'm thinking there's something else coming. So I sit there like a moron. No, part one and part two is the two parts of Hollow Man. That's just a secret crap bit of track. But Hollow Man is just okay. See is that how you feel about it? Yeah. Ah, that that is one of my top ten Britpop songs of all time. Well, this that the whole that secret track sums them up. Oh, the secret. Okay. It's my final hurrah. Mm. That is the that 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 is everything. This album and this is when I say it's so well put together with little interludes and the songs are placed well and it gives me that final track. Brilliant. Apart from the secret track, I give you that. That's shouldn't be in the first place. Seriously, don't does, Seriously. does Hollow Man not make you? I love it. It's just brilliant. Turn it Piano's off. gorgeous. Yeah, the way it builds at the start, mm-hmm. the piano, love, no. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's an okay track, but I've just wound up by that bit at the end. It's a good, ignore the bit at the end, forget Can't about it. happened. Right, I love Hollow Man, and it's going to take us out the the podcast. But, um, you know, you've been real professional about this, so thank you for that. I have. I've given you my opinions on them. I've said some nice things. Yeah, Okay. Uh, reviews, I know you've been gagging to get into this. So, I found a review, and I should have written this. Can't so, wait for this. Uh, Bewley Bro. One out of five. Millionaire dipshit Crispin Mills <laughs> is the man responsible for this mess. <laughs> this is the best line coming up, and I wish I'd written this. Are you ready? <laughs> Ridiculous, <laughs> like top loader with a sitar. Oh, that's what they are to me. Oh, top loader with a sitar. Who wrote that? Bewley Bro. Anyway, it carries on. The song <laughs> goes on more. The songs have dated badly and reached total irrelevance by January two thousand and three. Govinda, etc., etc. They're all here, like a local theatre's group attempt. At Lord of the Rings musical, 
with Jerry Halliwell as Frodo. <laughs> as with all pompous attempts to make important music, Cooler Shaker mean precisely nothing. I'll just I'll throw my negative reviews in the bin because I can't top that. That is brilliant. Right. Positive. Amazing. No, positive. Alright, okay. Way better than its reputation. So this is Gear 4.5. Tapa remains an obvious and undisputed classic. It's not undisputed. But there it's are disputed. a lot <laughs> But there are a lot of other tracks here that are great too. Too many uninspired blues rockers to get a full five stars, plus Into the Blue is an obvious ripoff of the Stone Roses Bye Bye Badman. Bye bye bad man, bye bye. Did you pick that up? No, I didn't. No, okay. Couldn't listen to it, man. Probably sounds better than the roses. Oh, you're gonna get burned <laughs> for that. Because if you really think that Cooler Shaker are better than the Stone Roses, you are deaf. Cooler Shaker are better than roses. Are you actually saying that on record? In my opinion. In my opinion. Don't be like, I'm not going oh, back to an Echabelli oh, moment at school again. Oh, here you know? we go. You have, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, if no one came at me for the fact that I like Ian Brown's solo stuff over the Stone Roses, I'm alright. You think I'm going to get pummeled for that? I don't like the Stone Roses. I don't care. But generally, this hashtag is... convictions. <laughs> I don't care. I know you don't. But generally, this is an underrated album that may not be as good as the critics thought it was just after its release. But it's still way better than the reputation it has these days. Hetton, 5 out of 5, one of the greatest rock albums of all time. It's like a 90s Sgt. Pepper. Or Dark Side of the Moon. Cooler Shaker had it for a moment, then sadly lost it all. Liz has got her head in the Don't you dare, ever, put this album in the same sentence as Sgt. Pepper. Ever. Ever. You're, you're right, because this album's better, isn't it? You're gonna... <laughs> You're really getting brave because that's outrageous. All right. Uh, I'm going to make that a poll. What's the better album? Cooler Shaker K, Beatles, Sgt. Pepper. I think I know who'd win that. So what rating do you think you gave it? Because it is not as bad as you thought you would. No, and I remember I remember doing this thing. This is weird. I, I, when I saw this, I went... Because obviously, Excel don't lie. I, when I saw this I, and I saw the score and I was like... Ah, I mean, obviously, I've propped it up because I love this album. But yours... So, I can't remember what I gave it, but I've realised that when I listened to them the first time, you kind of... Some of this whole, like, I've got to be honest, I remember you nagging me about, can you just give me something for... Because I didn't want to listen to it. Because <laughs> if you actually go back to your emails, this is the album you kept nagging me about. And I was I like, think... oh, I've not given that rating. And I think I went to six or seven. Because I listened to... I skipped through it and whatever... Doing this exercise though, or actually coming into this podcast and knowing things were coming, has made me realise that I really don't like it. And I hate myself because if I'd have given, because then I thought to myself, you're going to ask me that. If I was to re rate this, I'd give it a four. Okay. And then it probably wouldn't be here. And no. then I wouldn't have had to go through this. If it was a four, it wouldn't be in this chart. And that's really sad. Uh, but then you also, though, you oh, love maybe this. Maybe it would have. Yeah. You love this, right? I actually, I'm really happy we spoke about it. People love this album and you love this album, I love this right? album. And so that's part of this whole thing. We started this podcast because we wanted to talk about things that we loved. 
I've talked about the Stone Roses, I've talked about Primal Scream, and you don't like them. Don't. And I'm sure there will be... Rafe and Cooler Shaker. Right? And yeah. so that's fine, because that's what this is about. And people want to hear it. Terror Vision still to come. I, <laughs> and I reckon that there are... Well, look, 52% versus 40. Um, 8%. Shaker something... Some people, people are going to really love this. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And some people are going to go, that's pants. All right, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. I actually, this is one of my favourite albums ever. I'm speechless. It's so good. I remember, like, you think about our, our uh, circle of friends when we were younger. We loved this album. I didn't. I mean, you didn't. You were in the Stone Roses by yourself. But Cooler Shaker was a big I never owned this album. Never? No. No, I did. Uh, you give it a six? Yeah. I'd give it a four now. Okay. All right. I mean, Six I'm, is generous. I may have sneaked it into the 40-somethings. But anyway, um, Cooler Shaker, they are still around, still touring. Um, all of it's on Spotify apart from Peasants, Pig and Astronauts. Leslie, you ready for the next one? It just can't get any worse, can it? So, let's, <laughs> so I'm pumped for it. Because whatever this is going to be, it's going to be... Next one's awesome. Light relief. Next one, me and you are all in for this album. Oh, good. What is it? It is, and it's the first time we're talking about it, but it's not the album everyone thinks it's going to be. It is Supergrass. Please tell me it's in it for the money. It's in it for the money. It's an amazing album. <sighs> this is their best album. <sighs> what you just said gets me off the rest of the two hours for this podcast. Oh, I could just, I've got to get beaten up about this. So, next week, we're going to talk about why In It For The Money is... Closely followed by their next album. What's that called again? What do you mean? Moving. Supergrass. Keep moving. Yeah, there's Supergrass, then there's Life On Other Planets. Oof. Then we've got Gaz Coombs' solo career that we're going to talk about, which is... I'm excited about that as well. So, Supergrass, In It For The Money. You feel better about that? Tons. Tons. You're happy about that. But you do need to defend... Why we're not talking about any other albums? But what other album would you think we should be talking about? What, what do you think people are going to get? Not their first album. Well, I think a lot of people are going to be very upset when they're talking about that album. So we need to explain why we're not talking about that album. It's easy. It's better because we both feel the same about it. Right? Shall we get out of here? Because we've got dinner to have, more beers to drink, and we've got Cal Faulkner in literally an hour. Done. Do you have fun. Yeah. Okay. Kind of, I think it was okay. I don't think it was that harsh. Uh, I don't know, I'll have to re-listen to it back and see. All right, uh, cheers. Cheers. Let's see go ya. enjoy a night out. All right, cheers everyone. Bye. Bye.